Hey there, and welcome to the Wholehearted Life podcast. Now, if you are anything like me, the young professional, I know that you are looking to live a more balanced and wholehearted life. Well, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do that. So let's go. Hello, welcome to the Wholehearted Life podcast. It is Sunday, I'm not going to lie, I kind of have like a case of the Sunday scaries, if you know what I mean, like just knowing I have a bunch of things that need to happen this week, sometimes I put pressure on myself, I think about my to-do list and I get overwhelmed, so if you're in that space right now or you have been in that space, just give yourself some grace to take a deep breath. And then make a list and figure out how you're going to get it done. Okay, so today we are going to talk about shame. And I think this is a really interesting topic. I want to share with you my story about shame in regards to my sexuality and what that has meant for me and how it's really changed the way I see guilt and feelings of hatred or fear towards myself and how that can kind of reflect onto other people, etc. So basically this year in 2018, I came out as being bisexual. I now more closely identify with being gay, I would say, but I also believe it is a fluid thing and there doesn't have to be this black and white situation where, you know, either you're gay or straight. I don't think it necessarily works like that, at least for me. But I think for some people, maybe they definitely are straight or for some people, they definitely are gay. But I think there is this fluctuating spectrum that can change depending on the person. So basically when I was... As young as I can remember, really, I was living in Texas because I lived there from ages 10 to 15, and I had this bathroom that connected to my bedroom, and then in between, I had this like little, like I don't know, almost like a closet area where I would hang my stuff, and there was this mirror on this shelving unit that I had, and I just like remember looking in the mirror. This was literally at age 10 probably maybe even younger I don't know I remember looking in the mirror and I just like knew that I wasn't normal or like I knew that something wasn't just black and white for me sexually I don't know how I understood that or came to know that at such a young age but I just remember thinking like oh something here feels different like than what I had been taught in school which is these fairy tales of falling in love with a man and getting married to them and having kids so I remember that and then I kind of just like suppressed it suppressed it suppressed it and then I was in a relationship which if you've listened to my other podcast you're aware of that for four and a half years and I had always kind of had this in the back of my head that I was attracted to women but like I said it was a very repressed thing for me because I always pursued men right so it's like how could you say or how could you be open with or how could you be okay with being attracted to women if you were pursuing men right and I was afraid to 
And so I was kind of constantly chasing the attention of men. And then one day, so I was, so then I was like in a relationship with this guy, right? For four and a half years. And we were about, I think two years into our relationship. And we went on this road trip because we had just moved to Montana and we were driving. So we drove to Montana from Maine. And then we took a three week road trip from Montana all the way to Seattle, down to San Francisco, and then back through Yosemite Valley which is a beautiful national park if you've ever been, and then back through like Wyoming, Utah area, back to Montana. So we're stopping in Yosemite because we were visiting my brother. So my brother, a little background, I have three, but one of them, he is two years younger than me. So I'm 25, he's 23, and he is a rock climber. And he was one of those people that never really found his sport until he moved away after high school and then started exploring a million other things which I think really goes to show that passion doesn't always happen right out of the womb you don't wake up and just know you want to play football for the rest of your life or know you want to be a computer programmer for the rest of your life you don't always find your thing first so like a little background on my brother and getting back into shame I'll get there but he was into adventure sports And so he would do, in Maine, when we were growing up, he would do canoeing, paddling, um, mountain biking, and cross-country skiing. And he really liked all those things, but he didn't love them. And then when he graduated high school, the day after graduating from high school, he had saved up all this money, and he drove his car by himself to California. (laughs) And then he discovered rock climbing. And so, you know, this was about a year after he had took a gap year between high school and college, which is amazing, and I wish I would have done it. But anyway, he was living in the t- at this time in Yosemite Valley in his car that summer that we stopped in, my ex-boyfriend and I, to visit him in the park, right? So we were going to do some climbing and hang out and super fun, beautiful time of year to be there. And, you know, he was really in this path of self-discovery because he had taken this time off between high school and college and he was living on his own, doing his own thing, you know, kind of bumming around, but still making a living, just not doing it in a conventional way in the sense of he didn't have a physical address because he was living in his car slash in the woods, but he was still being a contributing member of society. And anyways, we were sitting by the river in Yosemite Valley by the meadow, which is right by El Capitan, which is this huge rock face that he's climbed like a million times. Super impressive. And anyway, rock climbing is his passion. So we were sitting there and we were talking and he was telling me like, um, Blaze, I just want to let you know that I am dating a guy right now. And my immediate response was fear. And then my second response was shame. So I had this feeling immediately after he told me that of like, oh my God, I can't believe we're both gay. Like that was like my gut, like, you know, that inner voice that tells you things and you don't really want to listen sometimes (laughs) because you're like, oh, that's a pain in the ass to have to deal with that intuition. So I remember that inner voice just immediately popped out and said that. And I was like, what the hell? Where did that even come from? And I don't even know if I was supportive of him because I was kind of so scared because I was reflecting my fear of my own sexuality onto him. So yeah, he was seeing this guy um, and they ended up seeing each other for a while, but 
I don't know. It made me uncomfortable, I think, because it was my brother. It also made me uncomfortable, like I said, because I knew that there were things that I had not confronted about my sexuality yet. And I was in a relationship. So I was like, what the hell? So fast forward two years, breaking up with my ex, being single, learning how to be alone, You can check out my podcast on the art of being alone if you are curious about that one or you would like to be able to relate to a lot of the realities of that. And I kind of started to think a little bit deeper about what this meant for me and what maybe meant that, okay, maybe I was attracted to women. Is that okay? Yes. How do I deal with that? I don't know. And I just started to really like process it and so then I was kind of like okay well I'm basically bi bisexual and I was seeing women but like mostly men and then kind of over I would say this was about a year ago so in 2017 and then over the process of this past year it's evolved into a lot more of an attraction towards women than men and I think the biggest thing that I've gotten out of this journey has been to let go of my fear of other people's expectations of me, right? Because just because I'm a tall, five foot eight, blonde, Caucasian, United States citizen, that doesn't mean that everything in my life is black and white the way it might be black and white in someone else's life. It doesn't mean that I'm straight. It doesn't mean that you can assume I'm straight. It doesn't mean you can assume someone's gay. Like we all have these different complex things happening in our life and being okay and starting to be open with my sexuality has allowed me to release that feeling of shame and so the way I started to release this feeling of shame is I've really been meditating a lot which has helped because it's allowed me to become more self-aware and it's allowed me to connect with my intuition which tells me what my what I need what I want and how I'm going to get there and so connecting to that and owning that has allowed me to see that I don't feel as attracted to men as I do to women and I think that that's okay and so I don't know I just think it's important to recreate the story of what shame is in your life and figure out a way to release it and let go of it Because I think if you're a woman and you're listening, this has nothing to do with sexuality, but just in the general sense of shame, I think we're constantly told that we have to feel shame if like we want to be a workaholic and work a lot and have this huge big career, or we're taught to feel shame if we don't want to get married right out of college, or we're taught to feel shame if we offend a man, or we're taught to be feeling shame if we come on too strong or yell too loudly or burn too bright and those are things that I believe society or whatever culture we're in it doesn't even matter what country necessarily because I think every country or every place understands that women have this instinctually like powerful energy and 
it's easier to want to suppress that, right? So then when we feel like we're living these big, bold, crazy lives, people want to push that down and they want to make you feel like, oh, well, how dare you want to work on your career before you get married? Or how dare you not want to have kids? Or how dare you want to travel the world? And I don't know. I don't think that that needs to be the narrative and that needs to be the story. So if there's a way that you can think about okay, well, what do I actually want? And who gives a crap about what anyone else thinks about that? Because ultimately it's your life. So as I've kind of stepped out of this feeling of shame towards my sexuality and stepped into this beautiful place where I just feel like I'm so me, it's like, I don't know, it's almost this feeling of like I shed skin I shed this layer of shame that I carried around with me for 25 years or 24 years about this fear of being attracted to the same sex, which why is that even that big of a deal? And then I, like, it's like that skin just left me and then I walked, like I physically started to walk into this person who I am. And it feels so good. So I encourage you to just maybe think about one or two things that you feel shame towards or that you're struggling with and figure out a way to shed that and let that go. And when we let that go, it's really this feeling of empowerment because like I said, we just step into who we're meant to be. And now, honestly, like I just feel so me. Because you know that feeling when like you think about who you are and you're like, who actually am I? Like I'm a human, I'm like existing, I have a brain, but like what am I doing? I think when we are in line with who we truly are, that feeling starts to fade because we are within this context of our true self. So something to think about and then live your life. You feel me? Anyway, I will leave you with this final experience that I had today, which inspired me to write or to record this podcast today. So I was just, you know, had a fun night last night with some friends. And then this morning I woke up and I knew I wanted to go to yoga because I wanted to meditate after and feel the benefits of the practice. So I'm like longboarding my bright purple leggings with this rainbowy type strappy sports bra um, wearing my Converse and my hairs, like blowing in the wind. And I was just like, you know what? I got this. It is all good. Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Life podcast. I hope you really enjoyed today's content and I will be sharing more and more with you as the weeks go on. If you liked what you listened to today, please consider writing me a review and rating this podcast. I would totally appreciate it. Maybe just a few sentences telling everyone what you liked about the show. And if you are looking for more on wholehearted life, things, moments, inspiration, you know where to find me on those social media handles. So just go on over to wholehearted underscore underscore life on Instagram. If you are interested in Snapchat, where I post exclusive content only to Snapchat that you will not see anywhere else, and we get a more personal interaction, you can find me at Blazer Trail. That is B-L-A-I-S-E-R-T-R-A-I-L. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Whole Headed Life Podcast.